This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K-R-O-Q. A fascinating story about this. I think, Jensen, you brought us a story about the family heirloom that is being passed down. Uh, Well, there's a 48-year-old named Ansley Peters in Kirkcaldy, Scotland, who uh, recently opened up about an heirloom that's been going uh, through the generations of her family, and it's an unopened Cadbury egg. Generations. Yes. Yeah. Unopened Unopened, Cadbury egg. Still in its wrapping, and she has it in her curio cabinet. Uh, It was passed down since 1973. Why even the first time? Well, Well, Cadbury egg. It has family significance. Why didn't your grandma just eat it after she bought it? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) It was a gift given to her grandma on a first date from a man who would later become her husband. And instead of eating it, she decided that she would put it into a glass case. Okay. Okay. And when she passed away in 2010... This woman, Ansley, it was the first thing she asked for when they were going through her belongings. Interesting. Aww. So she asked for it. It wasn't like a weird thing that she got given. And she's like, no. what am I supposed to do with this? Your sister gets $50,000 <laughs> and you get a Cadbury egg. Uh, Does no. she just love chocolate? I mean, That's is that what it is? actually ironic because when they asked her about it, she said, it's just me being a bit of a dafty. I don't even like cream eggs. <laughs> What's a dafty? I don't know. Okay. Scottish. Like Scottish for dumbass. Dumb. Yeah. Oh, dumb. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so in other words, she looks at that and she goes, oh, that's a sweet reminder of the first date my grandparents went on. I guess. I get that. I mean, that's that's nice. I mean, the other thing, too, is like, I, uh, there's pictures of it on the internet, and it's still very vibrant, like, in colors and stuff, but, like, all the colors have changed into different ones. Oh. So, like, if you compare it to a new Cadbury egg, it's like the green has turned red and red has turned purple. Yeah. It's very, yeah. I, I'm almost scared to smell it. Yeah, that seems bad. Keep yeah. it in the keep it in the box. Chip, I need that. Please yeah. make, a, make a mark. I'm gonna need that. Take from Dang it. Um, I was thinking I'm about tr- this yesterday, and I have a friend who I couldn't I can't believe that I forgot this. I had a friend who got the ashes of the family dog. Mm-hmm. Uh passed down? Yes. From oh. her parents. And she's like what am I supposed to do with this? Was it a dog she even interacted with? I don't. I don't remember whether she did or not. Because that's if it also, was the family dog. Yeah, maybe? that wouldn't be as bad. But if it's like oh, this was my grandparents' dog, never met my grandparents or their dog. <laughs> they all died in a fire. But I do have the ashes. I wonder now, how I many have... people get gifts like that and then just throw them out, just quietly get rid of them. You well, know? I have the ashes of six, six, six of my dogs. I have the ashes of six of my dogs. What should be done with those? When my wife and I, I mean, are both they're born. all in different urns, right? You don't like mix yes. them all up. Yes, <laughs> he's making one complete ash dog. <laughs> I'd like my salad tossed, please. Uh... Oh, I'm gonna need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is that luck. just the type of thing that when I'm gone and when my wife is gone, it just it doesn't mean anything to anybody else? It well, should I would just go in the so. dumpster. I would think so. That's why I feel like that's an odd thing to give a kid. 
Yeah. And you don't have children, so I would assume it would mean yeah. nothing to anyone else. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I think I agree, I think I agree with you on that. I just imagine, are you bar- buried with all these urns <laughs> just lining your casket? 33 of them. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a lot of them. That's true. <laughs> uh, I also have some hair from a from one of my cows that uh, that passed away. I did okay. save some hair. All right. And, uh, what? But again, I don't think I'll be oh, passing please. that down to anybody else. Why do you have the hair of a cow? Just because she was. I, I loved her so much, and she had, she had amazing hair. She had. A, she had. <laughs> fit her. Gee, her hair smelled terrific. Because uh, I just, have a spell. What the just hell? Just a, to do? just a memento. That's all. But we're we're getting off topic here. No, okay. we're not. This is awesome. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet there are people who have terrible art that is passed oh, yeah. down just oh, because be, yeah. of the significance of that was on my parents' wall the whole time I was growing up. I want to have that as a, a remembrance of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Because I have lots of terrible art also, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen to that when I'm, when I'm gone. We're talking about family heirlooms that are a little out of the ordinary. They get passed down generation to generation. Let's take one call real quick before the break, and let's make it Scott. He is in Burbank on line one to get us started. Hey, Scott. Hey, so um, it's actually my best friend's uh, family that's passing this down, but mm-hmm. they would be passing down skin from their... <laughs> I'm sorry, the phone must have broken up. I thought you said skin. <laughs> no, I said skin, yes. They would pass down their grandfather's skin. From Wait, hold on a second. Let me make sure I understand here. A subscription to Spin <laughs> magazine? Is that what you said? <laughs> that would be nicer. Why? <laughs> Why? Why did Why? they skin Grandpa? I, I don't know. His aunt gave it to him, and he just, like, you know, that's just an heirloom they passed down. But you you have to feel like you can't just throw it out because it meant someone to something to someone. Well, did it? I mean, the other thing, too, is is it like a cuticle or is it like a full graph of skin? <laughs> it's like dry skin and, like, nail clippings. And oh, like, oh, oh, no, Scott. no, no, no. And, no, Scott, no, no. we all know it's you. It's not <laughs> your friends. We, I was thinking that they, like, cut off a tattoo or something like that and put it in a frame or Honestly, something like that. Oh. I was going foreskin, and that didn't bother me as much as thinking nail shavings. You don't or, like, pass the, down yeah. fingernail yeah, clippings. Like, what about, like, even your belly button? When that falls off, a no. lot of people keep that in a little baggie. The umbilical cord? Yes. Not your belly button. That's <laughs> gross. Oh, that's, oh, that's gross. gross. He's drawing oh, the right. Judgey McJunkster. Scott says that's gross. <laughs> all right, Scott. Um, you're a weirdo. Thank you for calling. Your heirloom calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. This is a weird topic, and we started right at the top, didn't we? Uh, my mother was passed down something from her mother. Her dentures in a jar. Oh, oh. no, 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 no. No. And they still had food in them. Oh, no! <laughs> no. What's and wrong? It gets, and it gets worse. She also has her gallbladder, her mother's gallbladder, in a Gerber baby food jar. Not sure where that stuff is going when my mother passes, but definitely not to me. Oh, oh wow. Wow, that's um, something. Oof. Would you ever want a gallbladder from a relative no. in, in a jar? Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't want any body part. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Charlene from Huntington Beach. Good morning, Charlene. Good morning. Talking about the family in uh, England, uh, excuse me, Scotland, that passes down a Cadbury cream egg, and it got us on the topic of weird family heirlooms. What's been passed down in your family? In my family, what we are, like, what was important for us was that we had this outhouse musical box that was passed down. Uh, the story behind it. It was is, a music box. So it's like a normal music box, except it's an outhouse. Is kind of like a joke of it. 
in a way, yes, but it was because that's how my grandparents met. That's so romantic, my, meeting in an outhouse. My grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> how did they meet in an outhouse? I have to know. They basically ran into each other, and uh, he was trying to get into it, and then he ended up doing it the wrong way, and then, you know, from there, the story. Okay, it sounds like you're describing unfolds. a very awkward first sexual encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charlene, well, it wasn't bad, but yeah. Uh, Jensen wants me to ask if it was a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Okay, okay. Again, Jensen, that was no. Okay, it's that best wasn't if me. you don't know anyway, Charlene. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Rihanna in Riverside, line four. Hey, Rihanna. Hey, what's up? Talking about weird family heirlooms. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, um, so I guess it kind of has a backstory, but my dad and his little brother were playing out in the woods, and they found a stick, and they thought it looked like a cannon, and so they were shooting each other with it, and then um, my grandmother ran up and said, give me that, because it looked so much like um, a penis, Okay. And uh, the balls and everything, you know. And uh, <laughs> okay, we're, we're familiar with and, the, uh, yeah. With I just the had to be descriptive because it's not just a stick, you know. It's like right. I mean, it looks we really, got you. Yeah. It's the full set. We got it. So how my did... grandma said, um, "Give me that," and she she thought it was really foul, but then she also lacquered it and decided to send it to all the new brides in the family. What? is happening so in your family whoever, well so, that's the thing now it's kind of like it disappeared with one of the brides so i kind of wondered like if she like like you know if she liked it a lot or i don't know like, <laughs> like i know what of, we're all thinking like, okay yeah, all right. yeah you know yeah <laughs> yes, we, we do know. we do know yes. I'm, I'm not clear <laughs> <laughs> thank you rihanna we appreciate you calling let's go to palmdale line five this is going to be our man caleb kevin you were saying no to body parts <laughs> no i don't need any body parts well then meet caleb good morning caleb Okay, so, I mean, I I personally think mine is worse. We have my grandpa's frostbitten foot. His entire foot? Tried, yeah. What? From when he tried to scale Mount Everest. And I don't think, I, I mean, I, I never met him. Uh, I don't think he was that smart of a man. Because according to the story, he never made it to Everest. He got his foot chopped off in China. What? <laughs> And never actually made it through the mountain. Your Hold grandfather on. is super oh, shady. God. Wait a second. Let's if he, okay. if right. he made it all the way to China, then it's not like he died up there or had frostbite and had to have his leg amputated because he would have done that when he got back down in Nepal, right? He wouldn't have gone to China for that. It sounds like yeah. it's a separate incident. <laughs> it sounds like well, he had it, some it, issues. That's just who he contacted. Now, there's another one I got for y'all. We have my great uncle's shoe. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you guys have notes on the line, but can y'all guess what happened? No. Why, why we have that shoe? Oh, to Wait. put the foot in. No. Oh, no, that's no, a great no. guess. Okay. Okay. My great uncle's shoe. It's just one shoe. That was shoe. all we found of him in a pig pen after the pigs ate him. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Caleb. Caleb, <laughs> are your parents related? <laughs> What's this? This is crazy. Hey, Jensen. Watch it now. <laughs> That's, that's not our family. This is the best. <laughs> I just optioned your family story for a television show. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Right now, let's talk about this dude that got an extra TV. And what would you do? A man in uh, Massachusetts was arrested after keeping a flat screen TV that was sent to his house by mistake. He ordered a 
74-inch TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. They delivered it to his house with an 86-inch TV. It's like a like a bonus. So he ordered one TV and mm-hmm. he got two. If a brand new TV was delivered to your house by mistake, would you keep it? Freetown man did just that, and now he's facing criminal charges. Police say they found the TV already mounted inside his home. By the way, um, how what would they arrest him on? I mean, they did get the TV. He did get the TV sent to his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if then you are alerted that you have property that's not yours by you, a company. You mean they contact you and say that was a mistake, give us the TV yes. back? Mm-hmm. Then you're a thief. Yeah. This case brings up some interesting legal questions. According to the Federal Trade Commission, if you receive merchandise that you didn't order, you can keep it as a free gift. All right. Score. No take back. Score. Yeah. I feel like there's more to the news story. That's fantastic. Are we going to break We'll be now? right back. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's more. Oh, okay. But then again, it's illegal to obtain goods under false pretense, and that's what police say happened here. What's uh, what's the difference? That seems like uh, legal mumbo jumbo. Yes, if somebody sends you something in the mail and it's free, mm-hmm. you can keep it. It's a gift. But then he, they go on to say, no, 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 this is well, he under got, false pretense. He got picked up on another thing, and maybe they'll explain it. Okay. They surrounded the house um, and knocked on the door with flashlights coming through all the windows pretty much. They told me come outside. They handcuffed me. Nick Memo describes what happened at his Freetown home Monday night when he was arrested for larceny and misleading a police officer. Larceny and misleading a police officer. I also want to point out that this man lives in a city called Freetown. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. That should play into it. That should be, it's almost uh, unfair, like (laughs) incorrect advertising. Um, I, uh, I, I think they say he signed under a different name. Oh, that he oh, used he to signed di- for That's, the package. I mean, listen, I don't believe. I, listen, this, I'm not saying f the police, but I don't believe this situation because I think this could happen to any of us. Right, you could open the door and there could be two packages instead of one. They brought it from the truck, um, but they also are saying he pretended to be the person who also owns the second TV. Oh, so mm. he signed for. Both. One as himself and another one as That's someone what else? That's they're alluding, but I don't know. Okay. That sounds During wrong. a search inside, officers found this 86-inch flat screen mounted to the living room wall. I like that he already mounted it. Yeah, that, sure. That's the one he didn't order, the 86-inch. Mm-hmm. On the wall. Memo take admits it. it was delivered to his home by mistake. And he admits police tried to question him about it several days before his arrest. Did you answer their questions? Okay, now this is where you sort of get into, like, mumbo-jumbo. We're not sure we're hearing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's purposely vague. I answered what I could answer for questions without putting myself in jeopardy. I said, well, do I need to hire an attorney? They said I wasn't under investigation at that point. They were just asking questions. So I answered a lot of questions, but I don't know, just so I don't jeopardize myself. This is the TV that I purchased. Memo says he bought and paid for this 74-inch flat screen on Amazon. When a third-party shipping company delivered it, they also gave him a larger model TV by mistake. I mean, I feel like that was just being really generous. Who's to say what's a mistake and just generous? And uh, who knows if I bought two for one and right? didn't even know. Right? I Sometimes coupons get added to my stuff, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. Great, 20% off. Maybe they have a crazy sale going yeah. on. Buy one, get one free. How do you know? Did you ever think that, hey, they made a mistake, I should return this? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened, and I said, you know. It's okay, a- right there is where he gets me, though. <laughs> Once he starts, like, looking into all the laws about this, now he knows that it's illegal and that he can't keep it. 
and he's just trying to figure out what trouble he could yeah. get in. S- sir, we went into your Google history, and you Googled, <laughs> can I keep a free TV 50 times? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened, and I said, you know, it's a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Oh, it's total luck mm, then. Yeah. Hmm. So if they send it to you, it's yours. That's what he's saying. <sighs> sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's like a lottery. Yeah. Amazon said I had nothing to worry about. I made no wrong decisions at that point. The shipping company tells Boston 25 they made numerous attempts to contact Memo before they went to police. All right, here's where it gets really shaky Mm -hmm. for me. They tried to call his house and say, hey, we sent you an extra TV. What about sending that back? And he said... And the shipping company says Memo signed for the delivery, something he disputes. The dropship company tells me they tried to contact you five times and that you were never cooperative with them. I have my phone ringing all day long. I run a business. I get <laughs> calls from Google, website people. I have no reason to answer all these calls. If, if it's not important, I just hang up. Now, um, uh, if you run a business and people yeah. are calling your business line, yeah. don't you pick up all of those? The dude's full of crap. Right? Period. Yeah. He's running a business where he gets a lot of calls. He's like, oh, you know what? I miss theirs. I mean... My father Who's got time? My father is deceased, so I could tell the story now. Okay. My dad moved to Las Vegas uh, at some point in my life and purchased a jacuzzi. Okay. And, uh, you know, some midlife. Sure. sure. Midlife uh, single convertible. dad. Your yeah, dad was planning some action. Leather sofa. Uh, <laughs> and so he buys this thing. It's like a four grand, five grand jacuzzi. It's got the lights and the sprays and all these things to make it look cool. Condom dispenser. <laughs> okay. He's so happy about it. So stoked. And he's like, it was expensive, but it was worth it. I was like, yeah, you know, treat yourself. And uh, he goes, uh, weird though. I've been checking my credit card bill. And uh, nothing, nothing there. It didn't get charged. And I was like, all right. He's like, I guess they'll charge it next week. or mm-hmm. And then the next week he didn't charge it. And so he tells me, he says, do I call him? And I go, I don't know. They probably have some sort of 30-day net. You know, like they'll charge you in 30 days. And then 30 days passed and nothing. And my dad, one of our last conversations right before he died, he goes, you know, I never paid for that jacuzzi. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <laughs> hey, David King of Mexico. Good morning, everyone. How are if we If I heard today? correctly uh, off the air, Jensen says you and your girlfriend need to break up. I, no. There's a bit of, he has a bit of a loophole, right. but we'll get into it. Loophole. All, All right, right tell what's going us. on? Well, uh, I, I confess to the room, I guess it's not a confession, but I, we were talking, and I let everyone know that me and my girlfriend sleep in separate bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and every I, night. I jumped in yeah. and said that I believe, because this is a common thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. It People is. sleep in different bedrooms because of snoring, you know, schedules, uh, schedules, schedules. et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
I said that I think it's a compatibility issue, and I think that people who can't sleep in the same bed, that I wouldn't be with them. I, I think that they should not be together. Okay, so Hot Take Jones. Hot Take Jones. Hot Take Jones is back. Yeah. Says a dumb thing. Hot Take Jones is Concert back. Concert should be thirty-five minutes. But I will tell you that the the reason he's in a small loophole is that they do sleep together on weekends. Yes. So I'm not. Okay. They, they don't. Compl- they're not separate all the time. Yeah. So they're only incompatible five days a week, and you're allowing it. <laughs> right. I think. The but same- what if you can't sleep? That's a big thing. Sleep oh, okay. is a huge thing. Okay. So why can't you sleep? Explain to me what you're saying. We sleep in separate rooms because of my alarm. She wakes up like that. That's and Any sound of the mm-hmm. noise. And and I don't. Yeah. So I have three alarms. And when they start going off at 345, 415, then it kills her. And she punches me in the back of the head. You know, it's like. Maybe that, that's how you need to get up, though. So <laughs> should... it, it helps. <laughs> I, do, I, do get, I do get that. And they sleep together on weekends. So it's yes. something to look forward to. I, I understand. Yeah. But I feel the same way about pets when people are like, I don't let my dog sleep in the bed. I'm like, dude, that's the best part. Like, oh, like that's like I I think sleeping next to uh, your mate or your partner is such a large aspect of your connecting. Like, it's a big part of you of you and your relationship. But what you're saying is, if somebody's tossing and turning and the other partner is not getting adequate sleep, you're saying you're just not compatible. Yes, that's an insane <laughs> I think, statement. If you toss Jensen. and turn and you wake up your partner, you should find someone who sleeps like that's more deep. So- <laughs> That's so dumb. You're so dumb. So dumb. I, so dumb. So they're perfect I, in every other. It. They're perfect in every other way. Well, no one's perfect in every other way. But yes, if they're good together, in every they're other good way. together yeah. in every other way. Yes. But someone can't sleep; they should break up. That's just incredibly oh my dumb. God. Okay, Shenzhen. I'll take. I'll take one dumb. other thing back. Okay. If you're not going to ever complain about it, like, oh, I never sleep because my partner keeps me, whatever. That's compatible. I think that's compatible. But if you're like, what are you I, talking about? I can't believe I can't ever sleep next to him. He, he snores and he tosses and turns. So, so I sleep. Sleep in another room. That seems like like what? That's crazy to me. See, here's the thing with me. I had a boyfriend that we'll say he he ran hot is what we'll call it. <laughs> right. So Three we'd balls. be dead asleep, and then I'd feel him like come in for the snuggle mid sleep, just sweating bullets, Ugh. and I was like, oh, oh, gross. Beat it, kid. <laughs> if we had separate bedrooms, we might still be together. But that for me, that was a deal breaker. I couldn't do it. All things sweaty, I'm not eating it. That's what I'm That's saying. That's true. I heard a woman but say that. I also think if you sleep better without someone near you, why not just have, have like a bed? Like live forever on your own? No. <laughs> that. But have a bed where, you know, you you do the deed, you cuddle, you do all that, and then... So you have a sex bed. Then you just kind of... Right. <laughs> so now you have three beds. Then you just kind of walk, walk over to your own bedroom. Why not? I, I just think that being in the same bed, sleeping next to each other, is a large part of a relationship. I mean, listen, you I sound very needy. I, I, right? I do miss her during the week. So on the weekends, I am extremely grateful to yes, have her in great. the bed. Right? So it works out perfect for me because I get, I get to she gets to her sleep. Mm-hmm. I miss her, and then on the weekend, that's oh, fine. That's nice. Yeah, I, he gets a pass. You for should me. get a body yeah. pillow. Do you have one of those? Says the person with a body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots. It's come up a couple of times recently where people in the news, like Allie's uh, great news from earlier this week, 11-year-old kid jumps into a pool, saves a life. Guy's drowning. Yeah, bunch it's amazing. of people standing around, don't know how to swim. This kid doesn't know how to swim either. He says, screw it. I still can't just let this dude drown. 
he jumps into a pool and saves a life. That must be an amazing feeling when you actually save somebody's life. It wasn't to that 11-year-old kid for some reason. He but was over it as really it was, was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he definitely took it in stride. Uh, and, Allie, you did a story on uh, what's happening a couple of days ago about Chance the Rapper revealing that he had also saved a life, correct? Yeah, and it, it happened, I guess, around Easter. And he just wound up tweeting about it and Instagramming about it. And he said, basically, I was driving to Church Dolo, about to go south on Lakeshore, and another car drives into the wall in front of me, going like 90 miles per hour, coming off the exit. I was the only person out there when it first happened, and his car was on fire, so I had to break his window, take off his seatbelt, and let his seat back, and pull a whole grown man out of the car unconscious. And then the kid, some kid was looking at his stories and was like, "Uh, that was my uncle, and that did happen. So just randomly driving to church, sees someone in peril, decides to hop out of his car and take matters into his own hands. Chance the medic. Yeah. Uh, That also happened with Ken Jeong, friend of the show. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yes. Ken Jeong was doing, I I believe the story is he was doing comedy, stand-up comedy in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, mid-set, realized that someone in the audience was having a seizure. Oh, gosh. And so he noticed, and there was a little bit of commotion around it, Mm -hmm. ran down, stabilized, did the whole thing for her, and then uh, stayed by them until the the ambulance came, saved their life. And also made sure the tongue wasn't, you know, all the things you're supposed to do. Uh, and everybody was... else went and got their money back because what was the show? Oh, no, it was hilarious. Everyone loved it. Yeah, no, no, everyone was like, oh, what, a bit. what a bit. <laughs> what a bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, why don't we start with uh, Jeff in Newport Beach. Saved not one, but two lives, you guys. Wow. wow. That's a great way to get us started. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Hey, hey, guys. So you Love saved the show. Thank you very much. You saved two lives. Yeah, um, it was about 10 years ago. I was at a Halloween spirit in Costa Mesa, and um, the lady was kind of acting kind of frantic, and I looked over, and um, her son was kind of looked like he was in distress, and um, sure enough, I I went over, and she said, I think he's choking on something. So I I, I looked at him, and he just clearly wasn't breathing. So I did a, a Heimlich maneuver, just went behind him with one hand and pumped on his chest. I only hit him once. And, uh, I'm not sure you understand the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> yeah, no, I punched him in the face I, as hard as I could, and I, I got behind him and pulled pulled my hand towards his chest. Okay, that's all right. Him straight in the chest. Yeah. Okay, but um, he uh, he coughed up a piece of makeup that he had stuck in his mouth. Oh, well, and, that was uh, Darwinism. Yeah. You got to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> let that guy go. So now we're blaming you for that guy. <laughs> hey, how do you know the Heimlich maneuver? Doesn't um, everyone? Just, everyone just from just from school. We uh, I, did, I did CPR in in school. Um, hmm. You know, back in the in, back in the eighties, they actually taught you stuff. Well, I assumed uh, everyone knew that. I, yeah. I don't know how to do I it. do not you, know. You but don't I, know. I'm, I'm learning as I, obviously I'm having yeah. a kid. And soon, Bean, so. you don't know either. I've never wow. been taught it. I, I'm sorry. Really? I don't know. All right, so Jeff, that's one person. What about the second one? The second one happened um, less than a year later. My uh, my daughter was sitting at uh, at. Uh, Valentine's. We happen to have Valentine's dinner, and uh, she was eating a piece of steak and just got a, a piece of steak lodged in her throat and was was making a, a choking. Um, had her hands kind of wrapped around her throat like she was right uh, oh. having in distress. And so I I just immediately got up quick and I ran over and it punched was her. Almost the same. It was almost the same thing as I got behind her and I just pulled one time real real aggressive right into her chest and she coughed it right out. You are good at the Heimlich. Well, you, you really is. <laughs> you yeah, went Jeff around if you need a Heimlich. Yeah. I hope I you got it, mad at her for wasting steak. Kids. 
I think it's a little different with kids. You know, if you if you really pop them once, they're gonna they're gonna get it out. Pop them. <laughs> I'm still not sure you know what the Heimlich you know what? is. I don't think the people who taught you the Heimlich maneuver taught you the terms. But he's right. You have to be more gentle with them because you don't yeah. want to like. <clears throat> Now break All a rib. Right. People well, break their ribs absolutely, that way. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Jeff is a hero, you Yeah, guys. he is. Thank right? you very Standing much. Standing O. We appreciate the call. We're golf club. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, Alan. He's on line eight. He's in Woodland Hills. He has a different kind of saving a life. Hey, Alan. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hey, so this is like 15 years ago. I'm in high school. Me and my friends are partying in the woods, right? And there's this little, like, clearing landing spot that you got to go down a hill to get to, and then there's a cliff. And, like, we were just going to, like, chill, like, in, like, a landing area. Right. Well, so my buddy, who was really fat, like, when he went down that hill to get to the landing spot, he was, like, so fat he couldn't stop running down the hill. Oh, no. And so he was, like, running directly towards the cliff, like, running towards me pretty much. Oh, no. And, like, I could see the panic in his face. So I, I don't know what exactly I did. I sort of just, like grabbed him by the shirt and his arm and just, like, spun him and myself, like, around. And I kind of went fly, went, went in one direction, and he just stopped running. But it was, like, But he didn't right fall the off cliff the cliff. Edge. Wow. He did not fall off the cliff, no. You sound pretty happy for a guy who only saved a fat dude. <laughs> <laughs> what B means by that is you're a hero, Alan. That's what I meant. You're a hero. Great work. Outstanding work. You saved a life. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. It came out in the news a couple days ago that Chance the Rapper saved a life. We want to find out if he's better than you or if you have also <laughs> saved a life. You know, I was thinking during that song about uh, Steve's story. Do you think that you would have the wherewithal to jump out of your car, run essentially onto the railroad tracks, smash out a window, and pull a guy out before the train got there? You I guys mean, think you could do that? I would hope so. I mean, I, would I hope don't so know. Too. There's I, no way to know. I like to think I would, but then I see a reality of me holding up my cell phone yelling, World Star. let's go to line uh, four please this is going to be courtney i'm so glad courtney that you were listening and that you called and you hung on because this sounds like an amazing story you saved a life what are the deets i did me and my two sisters actually we were hanging out in my house one night and we heard seven pops and my sister was like was that a gun was this gunshots i'm not really sure so we peeked out my door and we saw a man holding his side it was dark so he was kind of bent over holding his side going up to doors and knocking and nobody was opening so we ran out there and he said i'm shot i'm shot so we grabbed him it was clear he wasn't going to make it all the way back to my house so we literally busted into my neighbor's door put him on the floor Told my neighbor, grab some towels now, call 911. He was shot in the groin area. He had been shot five times. Um, So we held towels on all his wounds. And I just told my other sister, just keep talking to him, keep talking to him. We asked him, who did this, who did this? He said, my wife. Oh, man. um, he was. He did he, it. I mean, did how did he? Can you, can you do it? Uh, tell me how no. he did. he say it normally? Did he just go, my wife, or did he do it? Like Borat. Oh, he was like, he was in and kind of in and out of oh. consciousness. And okay. he, he just said, my wife, my wife. He kept saying that. We came to find out that his, his ex-wife had called him and asked him to meet her at this school across the street from our house. And when he got there, 
she had a man waiting there that oh. shot him. Oh, my like, God. Shot him oh my God. Check you out. You took him into the neighbor's house. I like that. And then, yeah, because you don't did. get blood on your carpet. Right. That way. <laughs> no. Keep if, your house clean. <laughs> but if she hadn't gotten that info out of him and he died, uh, no one would have known yeah. who shot right. Wow, yeah. Courtney. That's true. Hey, it's Courtney, amazing. you didn't and, uh, mention this went, in the story, but did you ever call 911? They did. We told we were taking care of him, so we told the neighbor call nine one one now, okay, and they good. did. They got there. I just and, wondered if um, he was still on the floor. The <laughs> you mean now? Right. He's still on the yes. floor now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did he survive? As far as you know? Oh yes, we went to the hospital to visit him, and he said that all he remembers from that night was three angels that came oh, to his rescue. That Look is amazing. That's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you for calling. We that would be it. the best meet cute. That would be. They ended up marrying after he divorces that awful wife. Let's go to uh, Abby in Santa Clarita. Hi. Hi. Um, so I was in Zuma Beach, and um, there was a little girl in the water, and she got knocked down by a wave and got sucked under by a riptide. And I was out in the water, and there was a huge wave coming that would have knocked me down, so we were all running. And uh, I noticed that she wasn't there, and I ran back, and I couldn't see her, so I just reached down in the water and grabbed, and I grabbed her and pulled her out because her parents weren't paying attention. Wow. That's amazing. And you're not a lifeguard. You were just on the beach as well. No, I was just swimming in the water, too. Wow. Abby's, Abby sounds chill. She Abby does, yeah. She and does, she still yeah. saved a life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. What was, the, what was the reaction from the parents? Were they, I mean, obviously they were grateful to you, but were they just horrified that they had let that happen without them even noticing? No. No, they didn't talk to me. They just told the girl to go say thank you. They didn't talk to you. <laughs> Yeah. God. Dicks. (laughs) All right, Abby. Great work. Thank you for the call. Let's go to another water-related life-saving. This can be Carrie. He's line seven. He's in Murrieta. Up next on the Kevin Mitchell. Where's, uh, forgive me, where's Murrieta, you guys? Yeah. It's over by, um. By the thing. Where the 10 and the 210 meet. Right. (laughs) In Sandinas? Yeah, it's in Raging Waters. (laughs) If only we had (laughs) Carrie, who's on the line. (laughs) Carrie, where's, where's Murrieta? I'm sorry, I'm not placing you. You don't know where Marietta is. It's, it's, uh, you may be more familiar with Temecula. Okay. Oh, okay. Temecula. Okay. Temecula. Okay. All right. So you're Temecula adjacent. All right. How'd you save a life? Yeah. Well, uh, what happened, um, my wife had a friend um, years ago who was way too young to have children, but she had a four, four-year-old daughter. And we were at a party, and uh, there was a swimming pool, and her daughter, uh, she was like three or four years old, didn't know how to swim. And so she had those little um, uh, inflatable things on her arms. Sure. Yeah, water swim. Floaties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she was swimming all day, and then they had lunch, and she took them off. And then she decided to, the little girl decided to jump back in the pool, mm. and she sank right down to the bottom. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Paperweight. And, and, yeah. And this, and this, this young uh, mother in her you know, high heels and stuff, she starts yelling, help, help, help. I'm like, just get your daughter out of the pool. Right, you go. And so, oh, I'm glad so, you're debating. So I, I'm glad that's I, the I, time I, to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe start a same sighting blame after the kid is breathing. I mean, Carrie so far has said she was way too young to have a yeah. kid, and now she's in high heels. I mean, what a bitch! Right? Yeah, she's got a lot of nerve. Yeah, you're a terrible mother. <laughs> Gonna save him real quick. <laughs> All right, is well, the end of this story, Carrie, that you jumped in and saved the kid? 
Yeah, she, she was like a Susie and the Banshee kind of girl. That part, we're just okay. You saved the kid. <laughs> you know what? You're, you may have saved a life, but you're killing someone today. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for People Are Dumb. Dumb. Woman calls police after drug dealer sells her sugar instead of cocaine. Why do people not, how come people think I need to call police when they're doing a drug deal that goes bad? Mm-hmm. What, what are they thinking? I mean, because she was their, stiff. their outrage has to go somewhere she, or they're high. She what gave the she? drug dealer 380 bucks for cocaine. Mm-hmm. She took it back home. She snorted it and she's like, this isn't cocaine. She didn't do the taste test there? Got no. Oh God, Just, I learned that I, in yeah, drug little, buying 101. <laughs> I always gums, do the taste yeah. test. Sure, yeah. it'll be ridiculous. Uh, she called the police. Please put the story on Facebook. Uh, one Facebook user wrote, what in the world is coming when we can't trust our friendly neighborhood drug dealer? <laughs> and here's the last line. And I want you guys to help me understand exactly what this means because it's it's very difficult to understand. According to police, a woman was spoken to in relation to the matter and appropriate advice and guidance were given. Does that mean they just told her, hey, don't do that? Yeah, she got a, a warning, basically. But also, like, who's writing that? Yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I figure it out. Did they read that from a scroll? <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Uh, footprints in the snow led police from a stolen car right to the suspect. Oh. Hmm. So out of Hackensack, New Jersey, there was a uh, fresh snow, and then it stopped snowing. And a car was stolen. The victim called the police. Responding officers tracked down the suspect by the tire tracks... In the snow. Then he got out of the car after wrecking it and went on foot, and they followed the footprints in the snow. Well, like you do. To his house. (laughs) The 23-year-old suspect was arrested of motor vehicle theft and resisting arrest charges. I know that the the title of this bit is uh, People Are Dumb. Mm -hmm. And, And that's another example of it. Because when you walk three steps, you should realize... Hey, you know what? I can easily be tracked here. Maybe maybe wait till some of this melts. Again, perhaps alcohol or drugs were involved mm-hmm. because yeah. maybe you don't think that way, but or yeah. Just dub. Even the tracks in the car, even the wheel, you know, the wheels making tracks in the snow. Sure. At least this time it was real snow and not sugar. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, this man refused to go to prison, and I want you guys to guess why. Florida Pensacola Police Department responded to a report of a possible battery arriving uh, at the home around 10 a.m. to find a suspect barricaded inside his house with a gun to his head. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Police say uh, Evan Charles Maclabor was his name. He previously had served 18 months in prison for battery, claimed he was not going back to prison. Earlier this month, 
and this is what a ridiculous, crazy person this is. McLemore's stepmother told police that he held a knife to his grandmother's throat. Oh. Who does that? Oh, another Macklemore I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> she said the 33-year-old had also tried to strangle his father. Jeez. Oh. So SWAT was called, four-hour standoff. What made him finally give up and surrender to the police? They took him to a thrift shop. <laughs> good guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess. He told uh, him he was hungry. SWAT ordered a pizza to be delivered. Uh-huh. Sent the pizza in. He was happy, ate his pizza, walked out, walked out, turned himself in. Wow. How could they not send a SWAT guy with the pizza, like dressed as a pizza man? I don't know that they didn't, but. Blows his head off. He literally just said, okay, I'll give up now and go back to jail. Wow. Because pizza's great, you guys. The hell of pizza. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this next one I'm playing more, as much for the news report as I am for the story. It's a woman going to uh, get arrested over a McDonald's apple pie. Oh. Okay. So here's the news. A craving for a McDonald's apple pie lands a woman in jail. Yeah, something got her so fired up, the cops had to be called. Fox 5's Denise Dillon is live for us in Covington. And Denise, she really wanted that apple pie. Hey, hey, <laughs> let me tell you, she wanted that apple pie like breath. Am I right? <laughs> yes, she did. Yes! Uh-huh. Wow. How, wow, she wanted that. Uh-huh. Crazy. I mean, we've all had these. Someone want one of these, right? But the problem is, hmm. the problem is, what happened? Oh, why? No. Oh no! Why? What happened? Was it frozen? <laughs> Jensen, <laughs> what? was that the first thing that came to mind? <laughs> uh, I, I, she was eventually taken to jail. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what, what happened? What would even be? I mean, I can only imagine assault with a pie. I mean, that's all I could think of. Bean, any thoughts? No, no thoughts. Yeah. I am puzzled by this one. Same. She did not want to pay for it. I'm told at one point she even threw the pie at one of the employees. Mm. Well, it wasn't long after that. Police were called, and she was cuffed. I she, got close. Uh, yeah, salt with a pie. Uh, dollar six. Just want to mention it's a dollar six. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't want to pay for it, though. And it's yours. Get back Get back there. Get my money back. Get back Do you understand? That's her going crazy. That's real? Yes. Hmm. And you're right, throwing the apple pie and yelling and threatening to punch people. And here's the police. This woman is furious. She wanted a McDonald's apple pie, the golden flaky dessert with the gooey warm apple filling. Oh, that one. Right there. Now I want a McDonald's apple pie. That sounds like the best thing ever. Why would she describe it as if no one's ever had it? Also, you can't just do an ad in the middle of a news report. (laughs) I am salivating now. But she was told it would be a five-minute wait. Five-minute wait. Hasn't everyone waited for everything for five minutes at McDonald's? Yeah. That's, for a, that's a long time for a pie, though. But, yeah, but just pull up and say, okay, you're a little frustrated. Yeah, you do it, but, yeah, you don't you don't throw a, a pie at somebody. Employees told police Ana Luisa Guita Baltazar was angry because she expected to get the pie for free to compensate her for having to wait. When the employees said no... Guiti Baltazar was fighting mad. She was fighting, fighting mad. Yeah. See, because then what she did was she fought. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I hate right. these reporters so much. Could have said she was piping hot, and it would have been a decent <laughs> pun. Yeah. And starts uh, using 
profanity and, and screaming at the employee. She starts aggressively walking towards her. She's punching her, her fist into her hand. Guiti Balthazar was arrested for disorderly conduct. The pie cost a dollar six. A dollar and six cents. This is the uh, cops. For an apple pie versus an $837 disorderly conduct citation. Yes, her car was towed from the scene too, so you can stack a, a tow charge on top of that. Another couple hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Friends of the employees say the customer got her just desserts. No! Because no! <laughs> she said just desserts. Oh, uh, no. Just no, no. desserts. And just like that, the reporter got cuffed. Now she's got to pay. <laughs> Dumb. I really don't like any of them. The Kevin and Bean Show. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny. <laughs> K-Rock. Look. Look, look, look. Here's my point. When you're young, right, and you're new in Hollywood, mm -hmm. you just want a job. You just want to take a job. You just want to do what you can, see how far it'll go. Right. We did a lot of bad things. We're still doing a lot of bad things, but we did a lot of bad things in the early 90s. Some of it was casting couches, yes, but some of it was going on TV when we had no business being on TV. All right. We got a uh, we got a tweet from our former friend uh, Eric <laughs> Goldman, who is a, a longtime uh, listener to the Kevin and Bean Show. And well, why don't we let him explain how this uh, monster was unleashed into the world? Hey, Eric, <laughs> welcome to the show, my friend. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Sure. <laughs> so what? Uh, well, first of all, how did you end up spending your weekend going through your VHS tapes? What were you looking for? I is a slow, slow process. I'm trying to get rid of them. But, you know, there might be precious things on them. And obviously, I found a very precious thing on one of them. So I'm very slowly going through and trying to digitize stuff that I might want to save and then throw out all the stuff I don't need. So they're not just taking space in boxes in the back of the house. I got what, you. What he's doing is tidying up, you guys. Yes, he's just looking yes. for things that spark joy. He That's found what's something. Well, this yep, certainly yeah. did. So you put the tape in, and you have no idea if it's going to be some, some TV movie from the 80s or if it's going to be a sex tape with an old girlfriend. <laughs> But what pops up on the screen but Kevin and Bean? Tell me what the thought process was when you saw us behind the desk at E! Entertainment Television. It was really funny because it's literally the first thing on the video. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that fuzziness, and then it pops in, and there is Kevin and Bean uh, and these outfits that I just can't explain. I don't know if you guys can explain. Of course not. But it made quite an impression. I can try. Yeah, go ahead. They look like two cast members of Designing Women. <laughs> they're, wear they're wearing blazers that ha are in ridiculous colors, almost uh, like a neon almost. And then uh, they have shoulder pads in. That's true. And shirts underneath. And they, bo I mean, Kevin, you do look like Dave Coulier. <laughs> you do. <laughs> And by the way, some of the comments, we got hundreds and hundreds of comments. You can see the video at all the Kevin and Bean social media on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. But some of the most of the comments may have been from people too young to remember that shoulder pads were a thing in the late 80s and early 90s. It's not that we went in there and said, hey, guys, we really want to look like we're playing for the Rams. I mean, this is how suits were built back then. But it's also not like we got to pick. No. They dressed us. They said, hey, wear this, wear this. And we were like, all right. And E, it's hard to imagine now post-Kardashian, but E at the time was just a, a fledgling entertainment cable channel that had no money 
and they and they got their clothes from whoever they could get them from. They couldn't go to any of the big names and get wardrobes. So, so they went to Miami Vice and pulled these. <laughs> <That's laughs> no, the Miami Vice stunt show. <laughs> Essentially, they went to Miami Vice, and they say, hey, what do you have for Crockett and Tubbs here doing the show? And this is what they gave us. So Kevin, yeah, Kevin's is uh, is kind of a, a weak yellow and mine is just an obnoxious, bright purple. I mean, they're both obnoxious and horrible. They're terrible. And by the way, a lot of people suggesting, Eric, I don't know if you saw this, that uh, it, does Kevin have a little bit of a mullet happening? It, there certainly seems to be a little bit of a mullet rock in there. And, but it's really being the, that purple. I mean, purple is my favorite color, but I could never, ever imagine trying to wear that coat. So I'm just trying to think of your mindset when they handed you that and said, here, go out with that. I'm going to say again that uh, Bean and I were both in the mindset of, oh, somebody wants to put us on TV. Okay, tell us how to do that. Yeah, give me a little bit of history as to how you got to eat. I mean, they we had started uh, at K-Rock in 1990. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, someone there liked us or whatever. And they said, you know, we need, we need you guys a sense of humor. We need you guys to come on and uh, make it funny and mm-hmm. say the kind of stuff that you guys say. And then like all television shows, once we did that, they said, hey, stop with all the commentary. Just, <laughs> just present it straightly. And I was like, hey, we, didn't, we weren't brought in for this. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, and, and I trust your memory on this way more than mine, Kevin, but we uh, they had sponsors they couldn't offend, and yes. more importantly, they were trying to establish relationships with stars, so we couldn't make a joke about Arnold Schwarzenegger, say, back then, because they might want to try to do something with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? So, so that's every joke we the... made, they would pull out. Right. So the stuff we could do on the radio, they wouldn't let us do on TV. Well, they didn't pull out the jackets, and those are jokes. Right? <laughs> no, that was their idea. Right. And, by the way, this is my best memory, is... They gave they gave us two plastic bags, and in the plastic bags were makeup, like do it yourself. Yes. Wow. Oh wow. Now Bean and I would go and to the dressing room, and we would put on our own makeup, of course, which we've never done. Right. No idea how to do. I it. I don't know how much or how little for TV. You know, they sort of have the way they do it. They told us to do it ourselves, and I, and I just remember day after day walking out. And B would go, you know, I got a huge blotch of makeup right there. You should go back and just take a look. Yeah. And I would go back and take a look. It was just, it was a nonstop. We looked like clowns every day. We're going to play the audio, which is only like 20 seconds yeah. or something like that. But Eric, you are such a pop culture savant. What, I don't even remember the movie that we're talking about. Apparently Phoebe Cates was in called Drop Dead Fred. What was it? Drop Dead Fred was a movie where it was basically the idea of her imaginary friend from childhood returns to her as an adult and comic hijinks ensue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear the tape. The audio is not fantastic, but you hear a little bit of Kevin talking about Phoebe Cates, and then I pick it up to introduce the clip. And again, not good. Her purse and her job all in one day, and that's not enough for her. Yeah, but she's got her (laughs) health. By the way, not good does not do this justice. It's horrible. You can barely understand what we're saying. All right, here we go. Her purse and her job all in one day, and that's not enough for her. Yeah, but she's got her health. However, things don't really get bad until she runs into her old imaginary childhood friend, Drop Dead Fred. Now, you might remember Kate's from her roles in the Gremlins movie and in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Before that, she was a model for Seventeen magazine. Here's a look now at Phoebe Cates in Drop Dead Fred. I mean, come on. That was it. Where's the applause? Eric, thank you for un, uh, for uh, uncovering this. Yeah. And, and, and thank you for uh, for sharing it. It's it's uh, it's my own personal shame, and I'll probably think about it on my deathbed. <laughs> I love it. I love no, it in every way. No problem. I was so hoping to find more on that tape, and there wasn't. But you, if I find any more Kevin and Bean footage, please. No, I'm going to be posting it. You're yes. the best, Eric. Thanks a lot, buddy. 
It's my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. This happened while I was out last week, and I'm especially curious to get your take on it, uh, Allie. It's uh, it's leggings gate that has sure. been ripping the nation apart. <laughs> At Notre Dame, I guess a mom of a student there on uh, the 25th of March Mm -hmm. wrote a letter to the newspaper. I've thought about writing this uh, letter for a long time. I waited, hoping that fashions would change and such a letter would be unnecessary, but that doesn't seem to be happening. I'm not trying to insult anyone or infringe upon anyone's rights. I'm just a Catholic mother of four sons with a problem that only girls can solve. Mm -hmm. Leggings. Oh, what's the problem? How do you solve a problem like leggings, right? (laughs) Is that your sound of music? (laughs) Yeah, it's what it was, yeah. The emergence of leggings as pants some years ago baffled me. They're such an unforgiving garment. Last fall, they obtruded painfully on my landscape. Boy, that's a... That's a great sentence. It's not bad. Last fall, they obtruded painfully on my landscape. Edgar Allan Poe-esque. I was at a mass at the Basilica with my family. In front of us was a group of young women, all wearing very snug-fitting leggings and all wearing short-waisted tops so that the lower body was uncovered except for the leggings. Some of them truly looked as though the leggings had been painted on them. Mm -hmm. A world in which women continue to be depicted as babes by movies, video games, music videos, etc., makes it hard on Catholic mothers to teach their sons that women are someone's daughters and sisters, that women should be viewed first as people, and all people should be considered with respect. If I could go off script for a minute here, doesn't it sound like all women should be treated, uh, considered with respect, except the part where we allow them to dress how they're comfortable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, I talked to my sons about um, uh, I, I talked to my sons about Princess Leia and how Jabba the Hutt tried to steal her personhood by putting her into a slave girl outfit in which her body became the focus. That's the only scene in the whole franchise in which Leia appears that way, and it's forced upon Just her. FYI, this is the second story now where fictitious things are entering into <laughs> yeah. the world of reality, yeah. and that's yes. concerning to me. But go on. I Leggings. will say though, I will say if if I wore the slave girl outfit to mass mm-hmm. uh-huh. i'd be inappropriate yes true, yes. true. Okay. right okay it's yeah. hardly fair to compare them to leggings right? right right i mean aren't leggings if you're not wearing pajamas in college you're wearing leggings absolutely that's just the standard outfit they're, for they're college just girls sweats that uh, women with really rocking bodies can pull off yeah they're that's just it. they're comfortable yeah mm-hmm. and by the way Lady, I don't mm-hmm. want to j- jump ahead too far here, but we're not responsible for your son or husband having trouble controlling his erection because a woman decides no. to be comfortable and wear, and wear leggings. That's the point of this whole email is stop making my sons horny. Yes. Is the whole point of the email. And you know what I say to that, lady? F off. Keep going because now the whole city has turned against her. But keep going because I hope her sons never have sex again. <laughs> Leggings are hardly slave girl outfits, and no one is forcing them on the countless young women who wear them. Which, by the way, is my point. No one is forcing them. This right. isn't like you're you're taking somebody and saying we insist you wear this. This is a, a grown ass woman who wants to wear something that's appropriate and comfortable in her day. Yeah, it's not the school uniform, right? But I wonder why no one thinks it's strange that the fashion industry has caused women to voluntarily expose their nether regions this day. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't aware that vaginas were involved. Yeah. Here, were you? Some <laughs> leggings are clear. Um, 
in the front and they just show your whole hoo-ha. Yeah, oh, I she, didn't realize uh, that. She's yeah. making it seem like they're wearing the prince pants. <laughs> right. With like the, the, right, butt the cutout butt. butt. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was ashamed for the young women at mass. But why don't you just pray for them and shut up, lady? Right. Yeah. I thought of all the other men around and behind us who couldn't help but see their behinds. My sons know better than to ogle a woman's body, certainly when I'm around and hopefully also when I'm not. They didn't stare and they didn't comment afterward, but you couldn't help but see those blackly naked rear ends. Why do you, why's it got to be black, right? I didn't want to see them, but they were unavoidable. How much more difficult is it for young guys to ignore them? All right, here's where she starts to swat down some of the defenses that these these hussies have made about wearing (laughs) leggings. I've heard women say that they like leggings because they're, quote, comfortable. (laughs) Which, by the way, is not a word that needs to be in quotes. They wear them because they're comfortable. Uh, So are pajamas. So is nakedness. Which, again, is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, by the way, nakedness is not comfortable out in public. No. That's true. And no one is suggesting that people go to mass with no clothes on. Right. The human body is a beautiful thing, but we don't go around naked because we respect ourselves and we want to be seen as a person, not a body, like slave girl Leia. She's really hung up on Empire Strikes Back. my God. Has she seen any other movies? (laughs) (laughs) We don't go naked because we respect the other people who must see us, whether they would or not. They're not just my sons. They're the fathers and brothers of your friends, the male students in your classes, the men of every variety who visit campus. I'm fretting. Both because of unsavory guys who are looking at you creepily. By the way, lady, you're the one who's looking yeah. at them creepily. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And nice guys who are doing everything to avoid looking at you. For the Catholic, <laughs> for the nice Catholic mothers who want to find a blanket to lovingly cover your nakedness and protect you. To find scarves to tie over the eyes of their sons to protect <laughs> them for you. Last paragraph. Leggings are so naked, so form-fitting, so exposing. <laughs> Could you think of the mother's of sons the next time you go shopping and consider choosing jeans instead. Let Notre Dame girls be the first to turn their backsides on leggings. You have every right to wear them, but you have every right to choose not to. Thanks for listening to the lecture. Catholic moms are good at those. Her name is Marianne White. Yeah. Stop horning up my son. Yeah. Yep. So you can imagine every girl in the school turned out the next day in leggings. Yeah. I mean, it was a mass. They may wear nothing else. Yeah. But leggings. I wonder if she put that same energy into emails and letters about, you know, pedophilia, mm-hmm. priests getting into some real bad stitches over mm-hmm. there in Catholicism, or if it's just about women wearing uh, pants that are making her sons and her husband horny. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say here if she's written any other strongly worded letters to the editor, but she certainly had 600 words on the yeah. leggings she saw at church. That's you know, for sure. Come to Judaism. We love those pants. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Oh, All right. Oh, but can we just say, Sure. It, don't you think her four sons seeing that letter were like, great, mom. Yeah. Nice. I'm never getting laid now. Because yeah. she did a huge disservice to her family. Yeah, thanks for putting your real name on the letter, mom. Appreciate oh, that. Oh, my God. Reflects well on all of us. Honestly. Ladies, wear some leggings today. Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Just thinking, Kevin, as uh, we prepare to welcome our next guest to the studio about the time we had in the guy who sticks beer cans on his head. Yep. <laughs> that guy was an Just actual guest. Cup That's correct. Yeah. That we had on the show. This is a far cry sort from that. Sort of the same thing. He is a uh, professor of par- particle physics at the University of Manchester, the Royal Society Professor for Public Engagement in Science, and a fellow of the Royal Society. All that means he is smart as hell. Please welcome back to the show, Professor Brian Cox. Right. Hey, Brian. Pleasure to be here. 
beer. I must say, actually, piling beer cans on your head might be an appropriate response to our position in the universe. Oh, see? You think about the... So the, he was a good guest to have then. Yeah, the, the abject futility of being a small sort of you're bunch of atoms. You're on 30 seconds and you're bringing this down. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I'm, how many words am I going to have to Google during this segment? <laughs> right, well, well, uh, come I'm on, Professor with, Bummer. I'm saying we're very small in right. a very big and possibly infinite universe. And then, you were well, talking I, to our producer, Dave, off the air about that right before he went yeah. on. And he said that he was watching a show uh, that was on this topic and he felt incredibly small and kind of panicked a little bit and kind of got depressed about it a little bit when you see how little we matter. And you kind of agreed with them on that. We matter, you're talking about as a species, no. as humans? I, I actually, I don't agree. What they actually said was that he found out he was insignificant and only believed it when Tom Hanks told him. <laughs> Which is, right? That is what he said, but, yeah. However, no, I actually don't agree with that. It's, um, th- it is true that we are physically insignificant. So the current number of galaxies, the, the current estimate for the number of galaxies in the past of the universe we can see is two trillion so that's two, two trillion, trillion galaxies, galaxies, each one the size of the Milky Way, which has, let's say, 200 billion stars in it. Oh my so, God. How many, how many uh, suns? How many well, so it's, yeah, 200 it? billion suns per galaxy per, on average. It's a good and first question, though, Kevin. Galaxies. I don't know. <laughs> so, so it's, <laughs> Kevin didn't know that stars were suns. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> no, he's right, though, because some of them are double stars. That's what he meant. Yes, definitely. Yes, that's what he meant. <laughs> Thank you, sure. Brian. Uh, but, now, Brian, is, is, uh, I didn't want you to come in here and have to answer the same old dumb questions that you have to answer everywhere you go. But the big questions are the big questions for a reason, because they're the things that we as humans stay up late at night worrying and wondering about. Yeah. And you must get asked more than anything else about the possibility of life uh, in, in other parts of the galaxy, right? Yeah, and th- this is where I think we become significant, notwithstanding the fact that we're tiny because uh, I we don't know that there's any life beyond Earth. We haven't found any. We strongly suspect there is. We've got missions on Mars at the moment. There's some of the moons of Jupiter and Saturn. So even in our solar system, we think there might be microbes around, but it will be microbes. And what we really mean when you ask the question, is there life? You sort of really mean aliens. We, Are they talking about yes. civilizations? Yeah. And I've got, uh, you can argue that there might be very few of those. In fact, I've got a friend who's a professor of um, zoology at Manchester University, and he likes Same. to look up at the the, <laughs> the Milky Way and point to those 200 billion suns and say, um, all there will be there is slime. I saw something on the news this week that confused me, and I think this is going to be an easy a softball for you, but there was a lot of talk about a rock that they found on the moon that they think came from Earth. Yeah, yeah. What's, that, what's that about? That's quite well, an arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, does, throw. how did that happen? It, we, we know that so so we know that there are Martian meteorites on Earth, for example. So we know that uh, you know the Earth can get hit by something, uh, bits of it can be thrown off, and, and some of that can land on the Moon. So, so we it's know just that, crazy luck. Yeah. So we know that stuff is transferred between planets, and that leads to that theory, which is probably not right, but it's at least possible that life could have begun on Mars, for example, three and a half, four billion years ago, and then been transferred to the Earth on rocks. So what there, would, there is that. What would, have caused, what would have caused a chunk of Earth, though, to get knocked out of our orbit and, and go all the way to the moon? I just hit by a big, big comet or meteorite, you know, like the thing that wipes out the dinosaurs would, would throw lots of rocks, and some of them would escape in space. And 
I mean, we think the moon was created by a collision between the Earth and another smaller planet. That's what I thought. Billion years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when I say we. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. But the moon, it plays such an important part in our entire existence. You can't, it was a mis- basically a mistake, a coincidence. Yeah, we're pretty sure it was a planetary collision four and a half billion years ago. What is the thing that drives you crazy that most people just miss? They don't get. There has to be one overarching thing where we're uh, too dumb to, co- to comprehend. Right, exactly. Well, I think it's going back to what, what we just spoke about. It's our, our potential value and rarity. I mean, it is, it is possible. that uh, There's a great physicist, Richard Feynman, who won the Nobel Prize. He was at Caltech. And he um, said that we are atoms that contemplate atoms. That's what a human being is. Now, it could be that there are very few places, on the average, one per galaxy at any one time, where atoms come together to contemplate atoms. So that means we are extremely valuable. And most people, I think, don't think about that. They think, you know, you hear it said a lot that humans are just a thing that destroys the planet. The planet would be better off without humans. Right. Humans are the thing that thinks. We, we are atoms that think. Okay, let me just bring up a contradiction. You started by saying we're nothing. Yeah. Now you're saying we're amazing. No, I was in the I was in the I was in the midst of a long answer. I got interrupted halfway through, so that's why. So I was going on to say somebody wants to have it both ways. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, we're going to take a break. Come back more with our guest, the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Particle physicist Brian Cox is a professor. Is in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. He's from the University of Manchester. During the songs there, Kevin was going through each of the 950 papers that uh, the professor has written and just tearing them apart. Just yeah. you're wrong here. <laughs> but you missed a right decimal here. point there. Yeah. But I did it off the air. Yeah. You did it off the so. air, but it was, it was it was good. It was good that you schooled them. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> a couple of uh, quick things for you, Professor. Um, I'm just going to hit a couple things that have come up on this show recently, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. Many of our listeners believe that they see ghosts. Is there any evidence in the scientific world to suggest that there's any kind of remnant left behind from people who die? No. That was a quick answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a thirty-second okay, uh, answer why, why I think that's the case. Um, it, we, we know we, we're made of particles, right? Electrons and protons and all those things. The, the subatomic particles, that, and we know the behavior of them with exquisite precision. Right? That's what we do at places like the Large Hadron Collider. So we look how they behave. So if you think there's some kind of extra thing a spirit or a ghost or whatever that then obviously it has to interact with the particles that make up your body so right. it has to because it carries a picture it looks like you when you die presumably and we have no evidence that there is any uh, stuff that we don't understand in the universe next question i did ghost here's the other one that has come up recently on the kevin abid show millions of people around the world seem to put stock in astrology that it matters where, when and where they were born in relation to stars in the heavens. What's that about? Again, it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to it. There's no such thing really as a, scorp- a Scorpio trait. I don't really know what to say. It's, um, I mean, what would be, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you could say, well, it, what, what does it matter? How would it influence it? If Jupiter is in a particular position against the stars on the day mm-hmm. that you're born, can that possibly have any influence? And again, no is the answer. The gravitational pull. Carl Sagan, one of my great heroes, used to say, the gravitational pull of Jupiter on the baby is less than that of the midwife. Which was true. <laughs> wow. So, I've said that many times. Now, Ali, you have talked a lot about uh, the moon affecting you, right? Uh, this is really weird, but the moon 
at certain phases of the moon, I feel differently. Like when we had the blood wolf moon last week, I had the worst cramping of my life. And I was like, I wonder if it's the moon having any effect on that. Is it the moon? No, again, I don't. No. <laughs> but but, let, but let the man finish. That's a bummer. But, well, the, the thing is that there are, you know, there are a lot of things that influence our moods. And that, that's mm-hmm. why, I mean, the sensible answer to astrology and things like that, you know, we're really complex individuals and we have, live in a complex society. And, and it, you know, from, from month to month and day to day and the, the, the you know, our, our moods can be affected by many things. But that's, that's again, it's our perception. I think it's our feeling but, as human beings. Okay. There's, there's no influence. Uh, you can say there's no influence. It's our perception. Are you gonna, but are you gonna, how, yeah. how are women who room together or very close friends, how do their menstrual cycles then sync up if there is not something bigger than us that's pulling and changing things? I was hoping we'd get to this question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, talk mints. I'm, I'm not an expert on this. But again, it, you know, we, we, what's the most likely explanation? Is the most likely explanation that that's just the, the, the way that people are and the way that they think? And, and obviously the way that we think in our mental state affects the way our bodies function. We know that, you know. people. And, and so is it that or is it some unknown force or phenomena or thing in the universe Brian, I'm asking you. it's more likely to be that humans are just complicated rather than rather than there is something in the universe that we don't all understand that that's a big leap all right i have okay. a question that okay. i'm pretty sure we asked you last time and that is you when you're not giving these speeches you work at the large hadron collider yeah describe that for us it is a it's a 16 miles in circumference so it's the biggest experiment ever built, really. And what it does is it collides particles together to recreate the conditions that were present less than a billionth of a second after the universe began. And the reason is that we want to understand what happened in those earliest times. Sounds very how, easy to do. How nature... Be- I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. It was, you know, it was built, but I think there are 88 countries collaborating now, including the wow. United States. So it's a global effort. It, really, the world can only afford and only needs one of those things. Mm-hmm. But if a if hundred countries come together, then it doesn't cost very much. So here's my question. That's when, what it is. When we first heard about it, we read that there's a small chance that it might create a black hole and swallow up Earth. And we called and we were like, what? Tell us, what's the chance of that happening? Because <laughs> you're going to create a black hole and destroy the Earth. And they said, nope. <laughs> Did Again? they say nope? It yeah. says there's a small chance. Is there a small chance? No. There, there's okay. a, there was a... There's a and it, there are some theories that might allow it to create microscopic black holes, really um, kind of speculative but possible theories. But what we know about microscopic black holes, we do know that if you made them, they wouldn't do anything. In fact, they'd be very hard to spot. But what they if they all got away. together and made one big one? It became a gang. Well, you haven't got <laughs> Yeah. What if they're just snapping like the jets and the sharks? <laughs> there isn't enough energy to make a big one in there. The, the, you can make, you, it's just possible. There have to be weird things. There has to be extra dimensions in the universe. So you're saying it like. is possible. Uh-huh. No, to make a microscopic black We're hole. We're all going to yes. die. It's because of this but, guy and his science. But right? for the microscopic black black holes who have any influence at all no that's, okay i'll okay. tell you what one reason why we know that because there are particles called cosmic rays which are just particles from space that mm-hmm. hit the earth and they hit the earth with energies way in excess of anything that we can make at the lhc so they're raining here. down on us now somebody so is part of the cover-up nature right? were unstable and and, and you know you could, part collision, particle. collisions could destroy planets and things then we wouldn't be here are you in the pocket of big black hole <laughs> wow. I love those conspiracy theories. Where people, because, no, it's great, isn't it? Because on 
what possible conspiracy could you build to, to hide knowledge about black holes? Why tell you us. tell us, you dude. Tell us, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why, you tell me, why would it benefit? Well, I, who would it benefit? Uh, listen, as a flat earther, I don't know where to even start here. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I'm not sure where to even begin poking holes in your things. But I'll just um, say, uh, sir, I'm not appreciative of most of what you said. Uh, it's always great to have you in, Brian. Thanks so much for the time. Please come see us anytime. It's great to be. Can you ask me a question that I can answer yes to That's, next? Because <laughs> I've just said uh, no will, everything. Will, will the Rams win the Super Bowl? I have no idea. Yes, <sighs> yes. No, he said that. He set you up. For God's sake. favorite professor. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What is you guys' move when you get into an Uber? Nothing. Um, nothing. I, I say nothing. I do nothing. I bring I bring my wireless headphones and I say, Good call. I don't mean to be offensive at all, but I'm yeah. going to listen to my music. Is that okay? And they're like, sure, of course. I love interrogating my Uber drivers. Oh, oh my God. God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How long have you had this model car? <laughs> oh, that would be a nightmare. I always want to know where they're from, how they came to be an Uber I'm driver. so the opposite how of How low is like? your rating? <laughs> um, you know what? I've never even looked. I don't even know. How about that? I'm sure it's a negative. He's, no, trying, no, he's trying to get Uber rides, and they're all just yeah, passing yeah, yeah. right by. I'm very pleasant in the Uber, but I'm also very conversational. I Look, I'm a curious person, you guys, and I'm interested in somebody who does that kind of work. I always want to know if they've driven any famous people. I always want to I mean, I mean there's a bunch of questions you I mean, can ask Uber drivers. It's an interesting job. It is, but at the same time, do you really want to go into a deep dive of why someone in is an Uber driver. You're yes, never going to hear an amazing story like, well, my uncle left me a billion dollars, right. but I just do this because I like to help people. Like, <laughs> It is always a, I have to do this yes. to make ends meet. That's the answer. Which, but which, I, which is but great, make like, your money, but I come also on. like knowing whether the person is a native of Louisiana and you know where they grew up and what do they like. And, <laughs> this is you know, funny well, because God. I'm much more social with people and yeah. Bean is much less social with people unless he's got them one-on-one in an Uber car. Unless he's and got then, them locked in a confined right? space. But and then it's more social. You're more social with friends friends i think i might be more social with complete strangers that are trapped that's possible <laughs> that are trapped is the keywords right. a 38 year old seattle uber driver um has a menu he shows you a menu and he mm-hmm. says what kind of uber experience are you looking for today here's the oh. story talk about going the extra mile what enterprising uber driver is giving the idea of custom rides a whole new spin that driver based in Seattle handing out this handy-dandy ride-type menu to customers. So if you'd like the stand-up ride. Okay, so the stand-up Uh-oh. ride is <laughs> Dad, him. Listen up. You no. can learn some, learn some tips here. No. Is him doing, I kid you not, comedy. No. <laughs> I kid you not. Um, and uh, that, that, that here's what it says under me. the stand-up ride. I tell you about things that are funny, from oh. prison stories to the other poor life choices I've made. Don't get a lover's name tattooed on you ever. That's, so he, that's he, the he, comedy. Yeah, it gives you a little, right. bit of a, a little bit of a clue. It's his personal we stories. We get the feeling he's an aspiring comedian with material to share. But there's also the silent ride. There's the rude ride. I'd take the silent ride. Isn't that a little bit like... Just treating him like the help, like ignoring him and his experiences no, I said, as a human being. But I don't know that that guy wants to give his resume out to every single writer. Do you no, think yeah. they I know do that? But I mean, I, I think there's something unnatural about two people sitting in a closed space, ig- pretending that each other doesn't exist. 
I, I, I think there's something completely wonderful about I do that. Too. And, and wait, aren't you married? That's your that, that that's your married life. Just sit, sitting in a closed <laughs> space, pretending each other doesn't exist. We're gonna talk to Donna later. She's gonna have the same stories. Okay. All right, there's more there's more choices on the menu as well. Where he okay. can be as rude as possible. What is the matter with you if you want the rude ride? A recent passenger posted the list to social media. The driver commented with a thanks, and he tells Forbes that Fair selected a therapy ride. So if you're ready for it, the doctor is apparently in. Therapy ride. So he's your bartender, basically. So he'll listen to you complain about stuff. Okay. And then be reassuring. Or maybe you've got a you've got an important life choice coming up, and you sure. need somebody to weigh in with an objective opinion. I think that's nice as well. I can see that actually being nice if that's what that person wants to do. Maybe you're getting the Uber from, uh, and you're taking the Uber of shame in the, oh, in the next morning. You're sure. like, this guy didn't call me. Like, you know, like he, he tricked me. I get it. And this Uber driver will go, oh, that's so unfair. You're really treated poorly. Yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> I don't want I don't want him to be my therapist. Yeah, not well, looking for that. Well, but then you would get the silent ride. Yeah, that's true. But or, sometimes, Kevin, you're too close to your own situation. You can't see what to do, and an impartial stranger may have good advice. I've never, ever asked an impartial stranger. I always, if I have questions, I always go to friends yeah. because they know me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, would they're biased, never, but okay. I would never, yeah, I guess, but I would never ask a stranger. Yeah. Uh, where the hell, since this is Kevin's story, is the... Uh, police chase option. Oh, there isn't one. <laughs> Where's that? Oh, that Speed needs to through be added. every red light. That needs to be added so quickly. I, mean, I would take you, that every time. Seriously, can you imagine how awesome that would be if you just said, all right, I need to get into police chase. Go. <laughs> Hit it, Steve. I will pay your fines. Here's a little bit more of the story. The driver's seat. You know, surprisingly, even though I talk a lot, this is the industry that we're in. I like a silent ride. Yeah, I would go Thank with you. a silent ride, too. Just yeah. to yeah. my spot, safe and sound, but I appreciate all you. But, I don't but if you that. had a bad day and you want to just go at it with somebody, that might be a good ride to take. <laughs> I don't, see, again, I don't, I'm not positive. So here are the choices. The okay. stand-up, yeah. the silent mode, yes. the therapy ride, okay. the rude ride, mm-hmm. and one that hasn't been mentioned yet that's my favorite, the creepy ride. Oh. So what happens is you're in the Uber and you're driving around town and every mile or so he'll just glance up at the mirror and look at you <laughs> and just sort of stare you down for a second and then go back to driving and then oh. look up in the mirror at you. See, that's not what I thought the creepy ride would be. The See, the creepy ride would be the one time that I was in the car with Bean and then uh, he rolled down the window and yelled at a woman, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> That's very different. Yeah. That's the bean ride. I thought that would be the creepy ride. And you don't ever want that. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Introducing Rock and Roll. <laughs> oh, no. It's that... already begun. What is that? It's uh, already started. Oh. I can't... I'm having trouble breathing. What? <laughs> I'm having like a hives or something. Oh, no. The building's practically underwater at this point. I'm not sure that's accurate, but... That's my understanding, okay. is that's how right. wet the carpet is from gotcha. the recent rains. And we started looking about what else is going on in Southern California, and over to City Hall, they've had an outbreak of typhus over there because of all the rats as a result of the wet environment there. And the whole thing is just a mess. They're talking about ripping up the carpets in the entire City Hall. So we heard from a listener who said, hey... I had typhus last year, and it almost killed me. What? So we thought we thought we might want to find out what we are all looking at here, because it's clearly in our future, and Aaron was kind enough to agree to jump on with us and just tell us a little bit about it. Aaron, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show, sir. 
You hired a Henry Tyson. Now that's the color I was looking for. <laughs> right? Jensen was thinking hey that Tyson went out, of, went out of fashion back in the pirate age, but you got it in 2018. How did it happen? You know what? To tell you the truth, I don't even, even to this day, I don't know how it happened. And this was even before this whole outbreak came out on the news. What are the symptoms? So, well, my symptoms were that I was suddenly becoming, like, lightheaded for, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, that feeling when you haven't eaten in a while. Right. And you start getting, like, lightheaded and you kind of feel like you might pass out. Right. I was getting that, like, day in, day out. And then that was followed up by, like, a couple weeks of a very intense, like, fever i was waking up drenched in sweat and when i say drenched in sweat i mean like it, it felt it felt like basically when i would get out of my bed it, my bed, it looked like my bed was soaked not in that Ooh. way <laughs> yeah was, were you near it, it, it were you near any wet carpet <laughs> no i wasn't okay. i wasn't actually huh. i still you know they asked me a lot like especially because like i said this was before this whole it became news like the whole typist thing, they asked me like, "Oh, have I ever left the country? Have I or any time recently?" They're asking me like twenty-one questions because you know, like Jensen was saying, this is not something you get in twenty eighteen. Typhus, typhus has been gone for a long, long time, right? So uh, he, but yeah. Aaron, what what about? I mean, uh, my understanding, my, my limited understanding of typhus is that it is fleas and ticks, and that that's how you get it is from you know from rats and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and it that's why I don't know why I got it. I mean, I have a dog and a cat, but it never happened What's before. A cat? And, it was a cat. Honestly, that was like the number one reason that they were trying to say, and I'm like, no, my, my cat's been around for a long time. No, but um, it, but it was kind of embarrassing because before they even knew what it was, it, they thought it was with Nile. They thought it was like hepatitis C. They thought it, it was all yeah. kinds of other they thought, things. They thought it was diseases that go with modern day. <laughs> right. Wait, Tyson, really? wait, you, so you yeah, said you almost you said you said almost died. How, how did you get treated? Yeah, they once they found out what it was, they, they kind of took care of itself. There's a, a sort of antibiotic that they give you. But, um, but before they found out what it was, they were giving me all kinds of other stuff. But when I say I almost died, it's because it – Within a day of getting like admitted into the hospital, like my respiratory system shut down and I couldn't even breathe. Holy anymore. crap! Like, Gosh, yeah. we should take calls from people who almost died from diseases that don't exist anymore. <laughs> they don't have, have scurvy or or well, there's plenty plenty of people with measles right now yeah, in America. Mumps. Anyone have the mumps? Talk to them. Is the mumps something? Yeah, the mumps it it used to be something. Yeah, it yeah. used to be something. All right, it's all coming back around. Yeah, Aaron, that's amazing. So, who do you think is going to survive? Live on the Kevin and Bean Show. You've been listening for a long time. Who's most likely to, to get past this typhus? Uh, well, Bean is the healthiest man in the world. Um, Thank you, he says. I don't know. Okay. I, I, think I think it's going to be me, too. OCD tendencies will help. Well, that will it's, help. it's only going to be Bean because he's not in the building. That's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> a bit of a lead there. I did forget that. That's a that fair point. True. I don't know. I don't All know. Right. Hey, listen, I'm so glad so glad you're okay and so glad you reached out to us. And don't get uh, typhus and put a flea collar on your dog and your cat, all right? And yourself. <laughs> and yourself, yeah. Okay. That's already been It's a good done. tip, right. Dean. Don't get typhus <laughs> to right. a guy Thanks. who already had typhus. Thank you, Aaron. We appreciate it, sir. How about that? Anyone worried now? Oh, I've been worried the whole time. That sounds but bad, for real? guys. Uh, because it's the kind of thing where I look at it and I go, okay, well, that was a, a random two oh, or I'm three not, people. Oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm nervous about typhus only, but I'm, I mean, 
I'm scared of measles. I'm scared of things I haven't heard about since I was like in sixth grade health. And they all seem to be coming back. Yes. And you know, when we talk to Dr. Drew, this is like his wheelhouse. It is, yeah. He's he going to go loves crazy on this. diseases that have went away and he thinks are coming back. Let's right. talk to people who have diseases <laughs> that don't exist anymore. <laughs> Because what a loser. Like, that guy goes in, he's like, what do you mean, Typhus? I, I haven't heard of that in 25 years. I uh, have a peg leg. <laughs> so wait, so, peop, so people who were stunned by the diagnosis yes. of what they had because they didn't think anybody else got it. Right. I, I love it. Just the idea of being told you have typhus must be so hard to get your head around. Someone had to have had rickets. Sure. <laughs> Um, my brother had tuberculosis. Yeah, that what? works perfectly. <laughs> tuberculosis is one you don't hear about very much anymore. No. All right, so we need anyone who has had the sicknesses from the 1800s to the mid-1900s. Yeah, or you think was that. Like, you, when you got it, you were like, there's no way anyone has this. Like, I'm putting, he, I'm putting some money down on polio right now, you guys. Oh, someone definitely has Scarlet polio. fever? Oh, scarlet fever. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. K-U. Jensen, yeah. uh, we're playing the infectious disease bingo. What do you got? Uh, this is going to make Jonas Salk uh, turn in his grave. Uh, <laughs> there's something called walking corpse syndrome. What? That still oh, exists. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. That's real. There's also something called the fish order syndrome, which a fish odor syndrome, which is what you think it is. Ooh. And then the jumping Frenchman of Maine disease. Wow. A jumping Frenchman <laughs> of Maine disease? That is a neurological disorder that when you hear loud stimuli... You have an ability to either faint or jump very, like jump immediately. How about Kevin on line five, Los Angeles? Let's talk to him. It sounds like he had a little bit of the dengue. Why are you so excited about this being? I don't know. It just sounds cool. (laughs) Kevin, is it cool? It was not cool. Ah, okay. (laughs) All right. It was, so I was in El Salvador and I came back. My whole family actually got it, but it hit me the hardest. I passed out twice. So hit my head. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, and went to the hospital, and they thought it was malaria, West Nile, had a horrible rash, and, yep, now I can tell people I had dengue, and they're dengue like, Dengue fever, that's... Just, are, and, you full, and, are you fully recovered? <laughs> I am fully recovered. Okay. My head, I did get a concussion from Salvador's oh. in the restroom, passed out so, my Sounds head. like you need to shake it off, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that comes from mosquitoes, though, dengue fever, right? Uh, mosquitoes or water that's not properly cleaned, so I'm not oh. sure. Mm. All right, so. right. Oh dengue fever it is. All well right. done, Kevin. Where Thank do we go? Foot and mouth? Where do we want to go? Let's do some foot and mouth if okay. you got it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Mitch in Costa Mesa. Good morning. Hey, uh, yeah, I had a uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so, so Mitch is calling us from 1928. <laughs> Are you on a How? pay phone? Yeah. <laughs> How did you get it? Yeah. Uh, I actually got it from a kid who brought it to a preschool and just decided to pass it around to everybody there. Sweet. And I got and... it in my mouth, too. Oh. oh. I mean, that is one of the words so, in the title. Yeah, <laughs> in the title. Well, it's it's different. So if you get it in the mouth, all the skin in your mouth falls off. Oh, And the man. whole inside of your mouth oh, is I've raw. I've heard enough about that. Oh, my God. I didn't, so, I didn't eat for two weeks. All I lost right. 12 pounds. Hey, all right. Oh, so there's an upside. I need that. Yeah. I need that. So, right? Mitch, in your in your experience with uh, uh, hoof and mouth disease, is that what it was? Uh, foot and mouth. Yeah, foot and mouth. Well, that's what it used to be called because it comes from pigs, but when people get it, it's hand, foot, and mouth disease. Gotcha. Oh, I Usually see. Are, hoof, foot, and mouth. Gotcha. Are we likely to get it because the carpet is wet here at K-Rock? 
No, no, I, I'm pretty sure you're good. Uh, he's not for sure. He's, he's not pretty doctor. sure he's, he's not, not a doctor. He know, right? You're we not a doctor. Uh, we, have a, we have a text. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, no. No, <laughs> we have a text from 661 of someone who in their late teens contracted trench mouth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a great what band. What is that? <laughs> uh, apparently, the name comes from World War II when soldiers would get uh, ulcerative gingivitis in the GD trenches. Oh, God, the trench. Long story, but it was something I'll never forget. Wow, this is crazy. Never even had a cavity, uh, but still had trench mouth. That is uh, Jessica in Westchester. Trench mouth. Yeah. Don't put that on your uh, on your match.com, by the way. No, no. Um, didn't AOC, our uh, our girlfriend AOC uh, Jensen, yes. didn't she, wasn't she talking about a hookworm the other day? Like a hookworm outbreak in the South? A hookworm? Hookworm, she I was talking about. don't even know that that exists. This no, is all... that's a real thing. Unbelievable. That's a real thing. Right, we're looking right. for smallpox. We're looking for the plague. <laughs> Whatever you have. All right. A... Let's so, do uh, let's do Lisa and Whittier. She's on line four. She's going to bring us some Parvo. Parvo, which I, th- I thought was only a thing that dogs got. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Um, You're such no, a good girl. Just... You're such a good girl. <laughs> oh, oh, here's a little treat. Oh. <laughs> How'd you get Parvo? Um, we don't know. Although I am a teacher, hmm. and apparently a lot of kids carry it, but they don't ever get any symptoms. Is that right? It's like chicken pox or measles or something like that, where it's one of those rash diseases that little kids get. Yeah. But basically, my legs got a horrible rash all over them, and every joint in my body swelled up. Mm. Oh, man. You guys, I thought all of this was gone. No, this is just starting. (laughs) It's all starting again. Yeah. It's It's a revival. It's all all heading right for us, too, Kevin. (laughs) And all of of our listeners are the outbreak monkey. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Ground zero? Yeah. How uh, How do they treat Parvo? They can't. There's no treatment for it. They just give you they just give you anti-inflammatories, and you wait for it to go away. So they just give you treats and rub your belly. <laughs> Do you want to know for reals what I just found out by doing some research? Yes. You get it from snot. Snot. Yeah. Well, she really? deal, of course she deals with snot all yep. day. All oh, day. Oh yeah. man. Yep. <laughs> That's incredible. All right. Thank you very much, Lisa. We appreciate it. All right. We just have too many really good ones here. Do you want a typhus or do you want a Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever? Oh, we haven't oh, heard that one yet. Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Or do you fever? want Zika? No, no, no. Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. That sounds like a John Denver song. Please it does. pick That's that. That's true. Yes. All right. Let's try Jen. She's in Hawthorne, line three. Hey, Jen. Jen, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. What's Hi. that all about? What is it? Yeah. So I was pregnant and spiked a really high fever. And went to Cedars. They had no clue what I had. My liver started shutting down. My kidneys started oh shutting down. Oh, my God. Jesus. I couldn't breathe. They had me on oxygen. And they were like, have you traveled anywhere lately? It was like an episode of House. Like, where have you been? I had just been to visit my sisters in Denver. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, well, we think you have Rocky Mountain spotted fever or the plague or oh. rickettsia. We're not sure. Rickettsia. You're testing negative for all of it. <laughs> So, oh my god! Did they, did they ever find out? They did identify it as Rocky they, Mountain spotted fever. They think that's they what think. it was, but because my blood test tested negative for everything, mm. the head of infectious disease came in and said, "Well, we think this antibiotic will work, but we're not supposed to give it to pregnant women. But your liver's failing, so what are you going to do?" Holy crap! So, I hope your child is healthy. She's great. Excellent. Yeah. Um, right, when we found out what the uh, side effects were, they were like, yeah, well, her teeth might be stained or she might be short. 
And I'm five ten, and my husband was six five, and we're like, "We'll take short. Just give me the give me the drug." Yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody's okay. Thank you so much for calling, Jen. We appreciate. it. I want to close with this one text. No further information. This is it from the five six two. The skin on my feet fell off. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Kevin said I wasn't allowed to watch the story, and it was very difficult for me <laughs> to stay away from it because everybody was talking about the guy who licked the doorbell for three hours. I mean, you just throw that out there, but let's focus on three hours. Gosh. Because if you want to be an internet sensation, you know mm-hmm. people are posting those ring videos. Right. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. Tops. Is super weird. And you would, this guy did three hours. And again, I haven't heard the news story. I don't know the details, but the first thing I thought is clearly he, he tripping, right? I can't imagine there's no drugs involved. He right. has to be. Because three hours of licking is kind of gross, too. <laughs> I mean, never say that again. Don't say that again, okay. Why do you think I'm divorced? Here's. <laughs> Here's the news story. Well, prepare to be seriously grossed out here. Residents are reeling after a man was caught on camera licking a California family's doorbell. Oh, boy. That is just weird. I thought I'd seen it all, but now this takes a cake. Never have we seen anything like this. Never. I love the men on the street interviews. Amazing. Because they just add nothing. That's right. They don't They don't know anything. They don't have any insight. They don't have any details. Look, it's we saw the guy a... lick, lick for three hours. We all feel the same way. Everyone. Yeah. You don't have to put anyone in there. Early Saturday morning, this man, who police now identify as Roberto Daniel Arroyo, spent about three hours licking and milling around this Salinas yard. The security camera captured the incident. This is the uh, owner. And notified the owners. The homeowners were out of town at the time, but their kids were home. They didn't wake up to the noise, but the family's surveillance system notifies them when there's movement out front. Now, when I say this is the mom, this is the mom. I thought, boy, there's a lot of traffic. I go, five o'clock in the morning. My son doesn't get home till six o'clock. I go, that's kind of odd. So I started reviewing the videos. Who the heck is that? The Dungans just installed this new security system less than a month ago. And police say it made their job easier. We were pleasantly surprised that the image was so clear to the point that it didn't take us long to... uh, you know, to identify this individual. The footage also showed the man appearing to relieve himself. I mean, if you're doing a three-hour stint on licking a doorbell, you need a break. Yeah, you do deserve a break. Right? Wait, so wait, I am what fascinating. Kind of- I don't. Yes. It doesn't say. It just says relieving. I was hoping the least oh. offensive. Oh, Allie. <laughs> right? I, Chip and I thought the same thing. Really? I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I feel like no. the word relieving does not. It only means pee. I think then so, just too. just say he also urinated. Because relieving yourself as you're tonguing down a doorbell <laughs> means... <laughs> he was tugging down a doorbell? Now, do you guys think, again, we're all assuming drugs are involved. Sure. Yeah. Do you guys think for him at the time of the licking, it was sexual? Do you think that's what was going I through I can't imagine that it was. Oh, haven't you seen... Well. In movies, at least, I've seen like people like making out with trees and like hugging trees, and mm-hmm. the, so he just I seems think it so happens. he seems so out of it though. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look like it's a possible boner video. He just doesn't look like that's involved in any way. Okay, I'd love, I'd love to know. You said he was arrested, right? Yes. I'd love to know. Um, no, no, no. They identified him. Identified I, him. Okay. I think they're still looking for. Him. If, if they find him, I'd love to know what he thought he was doing right that time. And by the way, for him, did it feel like five minutes too? Is that one of those kind of deals? True. All right. Police say he also took an extension cord in the front yard. That's the only thing that was stolen. 
an extension cord. So wow. so lick the doorbell, uh-huh. three hours, see an extension cord go, I need that. Right. And then walk away. But but the neighbors found it the next morning. So he didn't even take that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he took it to the next door neighbors and dropped it off. He's not a good thief. He's got so some problems. The kids were inside the house the entire three hours. Yes, they asleep. They never got up and came out or anything like that. No, they were asleep because it was 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just it's just, it's just it's weird. It's weird. The homeowners uh-huh. did do something, wiping off the doorbell. Uh, yes. Very much so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Man, did we wipe that off. <laughs> All right, I have two more quick reports. They're from different newscasts. And okay. this, I find uh, this one funny. It seems a man oh, in Salinas my. doesn't like to ring doorbells. He likes to lick them. Yep, he was caught on several home security cameras, putting his tongue where dozens of fingers have gone before. I don't know that we I need mean, that explanation of. Sir. Way to make it creepier. I mean... <laughs> Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.